what I believe is that our souls express themselves as either male or female because, guess what? I believe our souls are gendered. And you know, maybe you have been fighting that all. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a losing battle that you feel because you've been fighting the wrong battle. What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Lewis Dooley and Sam. I'm here for another episode of BS Faith. Um, thank you guys so much for those of you that have been watching and listening. Um, it's been a blessing. Thank thank you to those new supporters that we have, the, the BS crew. Oh, yeah, Joe. <clears throat> Joe, yeah, thanks, Joe, man. Good looking out, brother, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, we pray the Lord will bless you um, as you bless us. So thank you very much for that. I don't want to go too much into an intro today because we got a topic that actually uh, a viewer sent in to us via email that's about transgender. And so, man, that's a hot topic in our world today. So without further um, time taking up, Sam, talk to me, man. Talk to me about transgender. We have to acknowledge, though, what day it is. Oh, oh, that's right. What it's, day is it? It's hump day. It's hump day. Yeah. Or bump day. Oh, yeah. Bump day. Bump day. <laughs> Happy yeah, bump, bump day. day. Happy bump day, y'all. All right. So we're going to talk about the transgender issue. I want to be I want to be sensitive uh, all the way around, but we want to be truthful and, and, and honest as well. Yep. So to start off, this uh, uh, person who emailed in was talking about Leah Thomas, the swimmer. Leah is a swimmer, you know, NCAA just won the national championship. Well, who is this person? This is a guy <laughs> yeah. that wants to be a woman who just yeah. competed in a woman's race and won. I mean, just for anybody that may not be familiar or kind of forgot what it's about, right? Yeah, and she, and and she defeated the, an Olympian who came in second place for the NCAA championship. And, uh, you know, you look at the pictures of them on the medal stand, and it's obvious. One's a male and, one, and, and all the rest are female. To me, like, you know, with all due respect, I think it's kind of kind of bogus. <clears throat> and I, I'm going to take the, the female standpoint on this. For years, women have been fighting for equality uh, with men, right? Mm -hmm. And I think all of us know this. The fact is women have been fighting for equality and specifically not just in the workplace, but also in sports. And you have um, athletes um, at young ages who have dedicated like their life mm -hmm. to being the best of the best in different sports. And then here you get a person who is born a man who wants to be a woman in this instance, decides they want to be a swimmer and then just kind of kills the competition, you know, and, you know, Although there are many things uh, women can do equal with or maybe better than men, our genetic makeup is something that like we don't have much to control over. And so there's just from a physical standpoint, a lot of men just by them being born a man can do things that a lot of women can't, mm -hmm. you know, with strength, size, yeah, like, like maybe endurance. Yeah, something like swimming, something yeah. that's physical. Yeah. And so we all can agree that in most cases that that's true, that men can do physical things um, different, whether you want to say better mm -hmm. or not, but different than women can. Now you have this taking place where these women who are working their tails off wanting to compete and be the best to just get trumped by this guy who wants to be a woman. You know, and to me, 
that just seems wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it if I was a, a a woman and some guy came who wants to be a woman, competed in my sport, and just like wiped the floor with me. I wouldn't like that at all, mm-hmm. man. I, I don't think it's fair. If anything else, like I'm not an advocate of transgender, but if if there's people who want to compete in sports, then maybe they need to make a category for that. Yeah, you know, maybe. When people are having debates, you know, especially around around an issue like this, it's easy to uh, use a straw man argument. And a straw man argument, for those who don't know, is when you pick like the worst, uh, (laughs) the worst of the other side. So you pick the weakest part of the other side to attack. Of the other side's argument and you attack that. And it's like, that's easy to attack, right? And it's Mm -hmm. easy to tear down and... I want to actually steel man the argument and and speak from that perspective. I want to start off, believe it or not, by uh, siding with them and and steel giving them a steel man argument. So building up their case as strong as I can that I know how and other people could do it better probably. But when I sit down and think about this, I want to say, okay, I'm going to imagine I'm on the other side. How could I argue their case for them in a way that they would agree and and so forth? So let's start off briefly by steel manning their arguments. And then after that, we're going to spend time looking at each of those, um, each, each of those arguments and arguing against them. So number one, the Bible doesn't say thou shalt not be trans. So as I sit down and, and think about this issue. From their side, I would think to myself, well, nowhere in the Bible does it say that I shouldn't be trans. I mean, imagine if uh, I felt I really was uh, a a female, even though I'm in a male body. The Bible doesn't say that I I can't change. Now, let's say I do change and I never have sex, like I remain celibate. So wouldn't that be okay? That's the first one. Second one. Uh, since <clears throat> since sin touches all aspects of life, perhaps sin has disfigured the way that someone was born, so that though they seem to be one gender, sin affect them so much that they actually came out the other gender. So uh, just like sin can cause people to be born colorblind, who should be able to see, sin can cause people to be born without limbs or with psychological disorders. So couldn't sin have affected someone's gender? So it came out the wrong way. It's the second one. And along with that second one, so and, and just how we would offer to help cure someone with some kind of disorder, shouldn't we offer to help cure or change someone who was born in the wrong gender? So third one, though, some trans people are not like making up their own genders. They acknowledge that there are only two genders, but they just happen to be in the wrong one. So it's not like they're saying, hey, there's like all these other genders. There are only two. So would we be okay with that? Uh, the fourth one. There's, there's a sense of immediate relief when I try on the new gender. So that speaks to its reality. Uh, fifth one. Uh, in the Bible, Jesus says that there will be no marriage in heaven, but we will be like the angels, Matthew 22, verse 30. Doesn't this imply no gender as well? After all, in Christ, according to Galatians 3.28, it says there's neither male nor female. So, aren't genders more fluid, flexible? Mm. And then the last one, number six, you know, the world is not very accepting, but aren't Christians supposed to be accepting to us? 
So those are the six arguments. These six arguments are what a transgender person would use, in your opinion, to mm -hmm. substantiate that it's okay for them to be the other gender. Yeah. Okay. And it, so now we're going to talk about like, well, okay, what does the Bible say? Yeah. Like, here's what they're saying. It says some of that's left up to interpretation. Yeah. And some of it, most of it is just what they think. Yeah. That's not even from a biblical standpoint. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Let's, let's jump into that, man. It's a lot. Number one, the Bible doesn't say thou shalt not be trans. Okay. Now, but in many places, the Bible does call us to accept how we were born and where we were born, the station, the role, uh, uh, the situation, the place, the time that we were born in. The Bible calls us to accept that, the place in life that we're at. So uh, in the epistles especially, Paul's like saying, hey, if you were born a slave, if you were born free, if you were born, if you were, uh, if you're a widow, if you're divorced, if you're a husband, male, if you're a wife, female, if you're single, if you're a master, if you're a servant, like Paul addresses each of those situations. Mm -hmm. And what does he say to do? Nowhere does he say, try to get out of that position. But what Paul does say is, stay in that position, but learn how to glorify God in that position. Learn how to follow Christ within that position. And that's a far more powerful thing that Christians are called to do. So maybe the Bible doesn't say you shouldn't be trans, but, but it doesn't say that it doesn't call us to come out of the positions that we're in, but rather it calls us to learn how to be a Christian or God follower within yeah, that position. Yeah. And in Genesis, it said God made both male and female. You know what I mean? So he made each of those genders for several reasons, but the intent wasn't that you switch your gender. Hmm. You know, and I and, and just from a, I think for me, a lot of times I think about transgender, I'm thinking from a like a sexual standpoint, like, you know, the person that's whatever sex wants to switch to the other sex because of like sexuality and so on and so forth. Because they're attracted to that. Sure, sure. But like, yeah. you know, maybe there's somebody who wants to switch sexes or at least like dress the other sex because yeah. they feel like there's more of an advantage. Yeah. You know, I want to be a man because men get better jobs or they get treated mm. better or I grew up like around brothers and I'm kind of a tomboy yeah. and I'm kind of rough. Yeah. I might as well just dress the part because I feel more like one of the guys than I do one of the girls. Mm -hmm. And maybe I don't go as, as far as like getting my sex changed, but I'm going to identify more mm -hmm. with a man and dress the part and live the part because I was around guys or maybe guys have more yeah. of an advantage. Yeah. So I think those yeah. are, you know, an, at least another view that I've never really had before. Yeah about why somebody would want to be trained. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's what's really struck me as I've dug into this. Like, we do the straw man thing so often. Like, I assume the worst. Like, they just want to do this because... They just want to change because they want to go do all these weird and awful things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's... That, I don't think that's... Yeah, it might not be true in every case. Yeah, it might not be true yeah, in every and case. And so I think that, you know, I agree the Bible doesn't say thou shall not be trans, but... You know, the Bible speaks to homosexuality. Um, and, and I would even say, like, transgender sex is homosexuality. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I get a sex mm -hmm. change and I have sex with the opposite sex, like, mm -hmm. that's really my sex. So, I mean, it, this yeah. you know, I, I, I want to jump all the way into yeah. that. Um, and plus, like you said, I want to be loving, you know, for anyone that want to look at this. But the Bible speaks about sexuality mm -hmm. a lot. 
It speaks about maleness, femaleness, mm. the reason why God created that in the first place, the completeness in both mm-hmm. of them together. And there's ne- it's never assumed in the Bible that one should change to the other. Because God and God, keep in mind who did that. God made you. Yeah. Right? Yep. And that, so if, that's if, a big you deal. Know, if God made me this, yeah. then that's what he intends yeah. me to be. Therefore, I shouldn't go messing around with God. It'd be different. It'd be no different than me changing the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. God gave the Ten Commandments. Who am I to change them? Which yeah. then goes back to the garden. God said, don't eat that fruit. What gives mm-hmm. me the right to eat it? He gives mm-hmm. me the power and the choice to. Yeah, Eve, but he didn't intend for me to do that. But he yeah. gave me a choice. So like Eve wasn't, Adam and Eve weren't satisfied with being how they were, who they were, but they wanted to reach for more. Exactly right. So it's no different than the first thing. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. This is, this is a footnote, and it'd be interesting to hear what people have to say about this, but I have a, a couple of uh, gay friends, and w- especially when the trans movement really started going a few years ago, they were just like beside themselves. They were like shaking their heads saying, because mm. they, they were not for it. Because they would say, just accept the fact that you're homosexual. <laughs> like that that's where their minds went. Yeah, like but they're thinking about the sex part probably, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they see this as people and again, this is not what I think, but this is what these gay friends of mine thought. They thought that the trans people were really just gay people who were not accepting their gayness, basically. Mm. So that's that's interesting. That's probably true in some cases. You yeah, know? probably true. In I some mean, cases. the effects of sin is crazy. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so this is a crazy thing. And that goes into our second one. The second uh, steel man argument was: since sin touches all aspects of life, perhaps sin disfigured the way someone was born, so that they uh, seem to be born one gender, they are actually uh, the other gender. So it's true, like you said, sin affects. Every area of life and part of uh, heaven and part of our glorification will be all the effects of sin completely removed from life, which will be, I mean, it'll be heaven, right? Heaven on earth, literally. Which will mean that the person that became trans here, if they became saved and went to heaven, they're going to be back to the original sex that Mm. they were born with. And they're going to be okay with it. Yeah. Uh, for this one, though, because you're, I think, foreshadowing a little bit, is though sin has uh, damaged our concept of male and female, like male and female still remain. So it's not as if sin has gotten rid of the categories of male and female. It's damaged them and like how we express them and the way we think about them. And each culture has a different way it expresses maleness and femaleness and that. And, you know, maybe we've gotten it wrong or, or closer at some points or another. But the fact remains that male and female as categories still remain. So like just as an analogy would be just as sin has damaged the earth or, or just how, how sin has damaged our brains and the way we think, it hasn't gotten rid of the earth, hasn't yeah. gotten rid of our brains. Yeah. It may have damaged the genders and the expression of them, but it hasn't gotten rid of them. They're not fluid. They're still they're still solid. Uh, male and female have not gone away. Yeah, God made us how he wants us to be and who he wants us to be. And yeah, I mean, that to me, that's pretty solid. That's pretty simple, you know, thinking. So let's go to the, uh, the third one. So some trans are not making up their own genders. 
but they acknowledge that there are only two and they just happen to be in the wrong one. So it's not like they're doing anything crazy. They just want to get at, get, get in the uh, other gender. And I would say to this one, though, that the, that the Bible does make it clear that God has his eye on you, that he has placed you in just the right uh, body, at just the right place, at just the right time, in just the right family, just the right nation. In Acts chapter 17, verse 26, Paul says, And he, God, made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined the allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. So God placed you in just the right situation, in just the right gender. And even more, uh, this in Psalm 139, verses 13 through 15, just this beautiful expression that David uh, gives to the fact that God knit you together perfectly, just how he wanted you. And this isn't before the fall in the garden. This is after the fall. So even after sin has entered the world and affected everything, David is still able to say in Psalm 139, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. It's just beautiful. Yeah. God put you in just the right skin. Just how yeah, he you know, and it's, it's I can identify with you know anyone that is transgender to a certain extent because there are things that I grew up with mm-hmm. that I have a propensity to want to do that I would liken to the sin that I was born into, mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta fight against that, man. I mean, you can embrace it, you know, or you cannot, and. In America, I don't think transgender is a crime, you know, but Mm. some of the things that I have a propensity to do, you know, are criminal actions, Mm -hmm. um, which would lead me to be arrested and be put in prison, Mm -hmm. which I did that. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's still things that I potentially wrestle. Like I I tell a lot of guys because I go into prisons and jails, you know, for me, it's easy for me to be in a store and put a candy bar in my pocket. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for me not to. Hmm. Now, I don't literally mean that right now today. It's easy for me today. But as my transitioning from putting off sin and putting on Christ was taking place, that sanctification in my life, it was difficult to put the weed down or difficult mm-hmm. to put the sex down. Like those things that plagued me that were ordinary, everyday things that people did that I lived around that didn't say they were wrong that I embraced mm-hmm. once I found out biblically they were wrong, I decided then they were going to be wrong for me. It was difficult to put that stuff mm-hmm. down and not do that stuff. And to me, it's no different than a person that feels that they're whatever sex trapped in another person's body. Mm-hmm. Then you can embrace that and become transgender or whatever, or you can fight against that sin. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would call the sin. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I find myself doing every day. And, you know, who can put a level of, I don't know, level of severity or level of um, temptation on that, right? In other words, can the trans person say, but you can't understand the temptations I have. How do you know? Yeah, I'm never going to tell a person they don't understand something mm-hmm. or I can't understand. 
unless I've done that exact same thing. And even if I've done that exact same thing, doesn't mean it's affected me or impacted me the same way. But I can say it impacts my life greatly. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can say that impacts your life greatly. And what I'm doing with my choice is saying that's not for me because mm -hmm. that ain't what Christ wants for me. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to do otherwise, then then that's on you. Mm -hmm. That's on you, whether you're trying to honor God or not. Right. That's going to be on you if you make that choice. I remember when I became a Christian, what a relief it was to get some laws in my life. Hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Because, you know, I grew up in this culture that said, basically, do whatever you want to do. Okay. You know, if it feels good, do it. Yeah. And I remember uh, becoming a Christian when I was late in my teens in college and and just being able to say, oh, no, the Bible says this is the way. And what a relief that felt because I didn't have to, like, fight the urges. Well, I did have to fight the urges, but I didn't have to determine them anymore okay. like is it okay to steal the candy bar is it not is it okay to do this is it not like the bible like cleared things up and like those limitations that i felt it put on me in a sense gave me freedom because mm. i no longer had to come up with that for myself but uh now the the job was to try to follow it by god's grace and with the spirit's power uh, but at least i wasn't in this like tossed in the ocean, you know, back and forth by these waves, uh, drawn by the currents, not knowing what to do and how to live in life, hmm. um, comes as a great relief. And, and I just wonder about the emotional battle that, especially among kids, and there's a, there's a great organization online, if people want to check it out, called PITT, P-I-T-T, that helps parents. I think PITT stands for parents uh, with kids with transgender, I don't know, truths or something like that. But How does that make a PIT? It, anyway? it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I fumbled it. But it's pit, and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Okay, How about right, that? there you go, there you go. But it's to help parents uh, with, with kids, with their own children, and talking about these issues, mm -hmm. okay? So, but in, in, in what I was saying is that it must be so confusing when for kids growing up who uh, are are have all the normal anxieties and temptations and questions that everybody has, uh, uh, but now now this is an option that the culture is celebrating fiercely, mm -hmm. and this is an option that hey maybe your problem isn't that you need to you know clean up this area of your life, but maybe it's that you're a different gender. Like that's so confusing. Like to have that as an option now, yeah. it's like my heart really goes out. Um, so there's something about, though, knowing the truth that does set you free uh, in that sense. So let's go to number uh, four. There's a sense of immediate relief when I try on the new gender. So I've heard people say this as soon as I looked at my new body that I changed from, that I felt this uh, immediate relief. And I just want to, uh, I guess, caution and and say and speak to the soul a little bit of the person that we're not just bodies with souls but we're souls that have bodies we're souls that have expressed themselves or manifested themselves into flesh into into a body it's just like an acorn 
manifests itself specifically into an oak tree, mm -hmm. right? And a computer code, when it's put a certain way, manifests itself in a, in a specific software or computer program. Mm -hmm. Like the seed of something, the DNA of something expresses itself in a certain way. Yep. And, and what I believe is that our souls express themselves as either male or female because, guess what? I believe our souls are gendered. I believe I have a masculine soul. I believe my wife has a feminine soul. And those souls express themselves outwardly, physically, externally, as either male or female. So what this means, though, is that no matter how much we try to change the outside, no matter how much we try to cut or, or scrape or plump or whatever, no matter how many drugs we take to try to uh, keep down the testosterone or whatever, you you won't be able to touch your soul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no matter how much you chop yeah, on the outside, right. no matter how much you dig on the outside, you can't get to mm. your female soul if Amen. it's female. All right. I picture the image I had in mind is Lady Macbeth in Macbeth when she's uh, she feels her guilt for uh, murder and she's sitting there washing her hands and she's saying, out damn spot, get out damn spot, trying to erase her guilt mm -hmm. as if washing her hands will, yeah, will it do it. Yeah. You know, washing on the outside, touching on the outside doesn't affect your conscience, all right? Mm, so in the same way that you can, yeah, change your outside. I'm not saying to do that, but if you do, it's there's a big caution here that, your your soul, if it is, um, if you're, it's a male, male, and you change to the female, your male soul will come through, and it will demand to be acknowledged by you. So what you're saying is that our gender is our soul. Um, our body is linked. We're we're a soul with a body, and our body, yeah. our our physicalness of our body matches our gendered soul. Yeah, and even if we change the outward appearance of our gender we still have would have the primary gender soul which will um, play out so wasn't it like do you have any examples in mind like how that plays out like I, I I don't have any names or specific stories but I I do remember listening and reading people that have gotten like the operation and they did feel this immediate sense of relief mm -hmm. but then over the years, they don't have that anymore. Yeah, so like, it'd be because just, it'd be just like the gratification of any kind of lustful desire that you have. Any and, kind and of when sin, you when yeah. you take care of it, like yeah. you feel good for a moment, and then afterwards it's just like, oh, I'm back to how I was before. Yeah. There's no more satisfaction. Yeah. There's no more relief. I'm back to how, the way I was prior to doing what mm -hmm. I did. That's, I mean, it makes yeah, sense. It makes sense. I mean, that's how sin is, right? Yeah. It, it it taunts you, it tempts you, it can mm -hmm. terrorize you. Mm -hmm. And when you give into it, there's always that immediate sense of like gratification or fulfillment. But then when that wears off and it always does, then you're left right back where you started. Mm -hmm. And until you do it again, you're going to feel this mm -hmm. emptiness or this this desire in you that wants to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that can fill it is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's what I believe. So. And, and like, it's just my, like I said, my caution to people who are wrestling with this, that don't, don't underestimate your soul and don't think that you can get at it by touching, by touching your flesh. And it's just, it's just, a, I guess, a, a loving 
a loving warning because we we care about people. Yeah, I, this is what I wonder, and I, I guess I feel like I want to just speak to anybody that may listen or watch to this. If if somebody's listening to this or watching this who um, considers themselves gay or homosexual or transgender, I mean, I don't know all the terms, and I, I want to be respectful, but you feel that there needs to be a change in how you act or how you dress or maybe physically change your body. Like, have you ever considered that there is a God that, you know, he created you with, as Sam put it, this gendered soul and that the trouble that you feel internally to be that other, that that maybe that's something that God didn't intend, but what he wants for you is to fight that off and to fight that off. And, you know, maybe you have been fighting that off. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a losing battle that you feel because you've been fighting the wrong battle. Hmm. Maybe you've been fighting the battle of um, the media, um, your family, um, people who go to church who call themselves Christians, um, evil kids on the playground. Like like you're hmm. fighting a physical battle almost that you're losing because it's a spiritual battle that you should be fighting. And And if you're not in Christ, meaning if you haven't, made a determination that you want Christ to be your savior and to make him Lord of your life. Like you don't have the tools within you to help you fight this spiritual battle because as Christians, you know, Sam and I believe that every person who puts their faith and trust in Christ um, is then indwelt with the power of God called the Holy spirit or Holy mm -hmm. ghost, the comforter, the advocate, you know, in us that will equip mm -hmm. us and give us a, if you will, a supernatural power to be able to fight these battles and not just fight them, but win them. Mm -hmm. Like God has equipped us who have put our faith and trust in Jesus to fight and to win these spiritual battles. And maybe, um, just maybe if you haven't done that, then that's why you find yourself sad, depressed, angry, and you're doing everything you can to, to find some, some relief in your body. Right. You want to find a normal. You mm. want to find a place in this world where you can feel accepted and where you can feel wanted. And even if you're around other people who believe like you believe in terms of transgender or being gay or homosexual. And again, I don't mean to be disrespectful if I'm using the wrong terms. Um, forgive me for my ignorance. And you can you can email us uh, bumper sticker faith at Gmail dot com and correct me if I'm saying any wrong terms. And I'll formally apologize to you if I am. But but even when you find that group and, and it's party time or you feel accepted, you feel wanted, is there still something in you that doesn't feel fulfilled? Is there still an emptiness or a loneliness or a desire for something more, even though you feel that you've got it? And I'm telling you that if there is, if you've had an inkling of that feeling, I just want to appeal to you right now. Ask, would you consider, would you consider trying Christ? Mm -hmm. Would you consider that this man named Jesus came and he died and he rose again? And now he's seated at the right hand of God and he loves you. He wants what's good for you. He has a plan and a future for you. And it's not in this worldly stuff. It's not in the things that you're seeking but it's to glorify and exalt him. And then through that, he fulfills us and he mm -hmm. gives us everything we need. He even gives us things that we want. And then we can find that belonging that we so long within our soul. And so that's, mm -hmm. I just feel like I wanted to say that because 
this is this has got to be a very sensitive sensitive topic and i think there's a lot of love that's intertwined with this that people really are seeking acceptance and mm-hmm. love and when they don't get that then that kind of spins you into a whole nother thing that just takes you deeper and deeper into a pit that is so good that is so good and the acceptance and love that we're all looking for is found in Christ. Yep. Is found in God. And we're going to talk more about acceptance in, in part two of this. Uh, we've come up to our time. So we have a couple of, a, a few more of the straw man, steel man arguments to go through. So we'll save that for the next episode. Again, this is uh, Sam and Lewis speaking for Bumper Sticker Faith. And you can go to our website and learn more about us, uh, bumperstickerfaith.com. You can learn how to become a BS crew member. BS crew, that's right. Our Patreon supporters, which we've got a couple now. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, and, and pass this along again. Like if there's yeah. someone you know, like maybe somebody's listening or watching that just had a conversation about this, like pass it along. And, and again, <clears throat> it would be nice if we can get more subscribers and we're thinking like man if we can get 100 subscribers maybe we can get some t-shirts and some hats and like maybe give some away for free maybe have some for sale um but aside from all that that stuff will be cool and it will be fun and actually though if we hit i believe it is 100 subscribers on youtube that unlocks some more features on youtube for us which will help everyone oh wow more features yeah more features we can post more post more things more yeah well help us get some man subscribe and if you haven't subscribed we've had about over 180 views on one of our episodes i know over 180 yeah if we can just get 100 subscribers that's going to unlock stuff for us so man help help some brothers out help some brothers out man and subscribe but but with all that being said we just want to help point people to Christ. That's what we want to do. And if you think this is beneficial, that can help someone mm-hmm. um, to, to consider Christ or help them maybe if they're in a crisis or trying to understand something, man, then pass that along and pray for that person, love that person, and try to be there for that person as much as you can. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, until we meet again, don't go stepping in no BS. Peace. God bless.